The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Please believe me when I tell you that I tried really, really hard to not preach on the exorcism in today's reading from Mark. I'll tell you, I looked at all of the other readings for a way out, beginning with the Old Testament reading from Deuteronomy. That is about the promise of God's continued guidance for the Israelites once they arrived in the promised land, and his promise to do so is going to happen through the voice of the prophets. I looked at the psalm, which basically reads like a hymn of praise. That was a very serious possibility for several days, as evidenced by the quote on your worship folder. And then I looked at the reading from 1 Corinthians, which is all about dietary laws. And I even considered just ignoring the exorcism altogether by focusing on another theme in Mark, like the authority with which Jesus preached, or the spread of his fame, or the laws governing the Sabbath. But no matter what direction I tried to go, the exorcism kept standing there, demanding attention like the proverbial elephant in the room. No one wants to talk about it, but really, somebody should. I just wish it was one of the two of you. (laughs) And since neither of you is standing, I'll continue. So about that elephant in the room, there was a man in the synagogue on the Sabbath who was possessed by an unclean spirit that called out to Jesus. And at Jesus' command, with convulsions and a loud cry, the unclean spirit that possessed the man came out of him. This story documents the first of four exorcisms performed by Jesus and recorded in Mark's Gospel. And according to Mark, this An exorcism is the very first thing Jesus does in his ministry. It's his first public act. I'm going to invite you to open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 1. We'll take a look at that in just a moment. Mark chapter 1. I'm sorry, I don't have the page number. New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And while you're finding that, I want to tell you a little bit about Mark. 
Mark is the earliest of the Gospels, written just a decade, 10 years after the resurrection. I like to say that Mark writes like the guy who has just come from the fire. His telling is hurried, brisk, and breathless. Nearly every transition begins with immediately, or and suddenly, or at once. There's no space, no lapse of time, and no rest between the stories. Also, Mark gives very little attention to detail. Rather, it's just the facts that spill out onto the page as quickly as his pen allows. Reading Mark is like stepping onto a theme park ride. Buckle up and hold on because it's going to go fast. But don't worry because it will all be over just as quickly as it began. Because you see, besides being the earliest written, Mark is also the shortest of the four Gospels. Now, if you'll take a look at chapter one, you will see that Mark wastes no time in introducing us to Jesus. He skips over the miraculous birth. There's no Mary, no Joseph, no baby in the manger. And instead, he goes directly to the baptism, which happens when Jesus is about age 30. And then, immediately, he follows that, again, looking at your Bible, with the temptation by Satan in the wilderness, the announcement that the kingdom of God is at hand, the calling of the first disciples, and the exorcism at Capernaum. Mind you, at just 21 verses into this gospel, we're not even halfway through the first chapter, and yet already we have been given enough information about who this Jesus is to chew on for a lifetime. We know, we've been told, that he's the beloved son of God and that he resisted the temptation of Satan, and that he announced the kingdom of God to be at hand, and that he has power over the demons. Any one of these truths is worthy of study and reflection, but it's that last one about the exorcism that has perhaps caused the most reflection and discussion. It's no surprise that over the centuries there has been considerable debate calling into question the precise condition of the man in the synagogue. As in, was the unclean spirit a primitive understanding of a condition that modern medicine would classify very differently? For example, one commonly voiced theory is that what the man really suffered from was not demon possession at all, but rather some form of mental illness. While it is true that the distance between the first and the 21st centuries poses all kinds of challenges for interpretation, for today, the question of what exactly possessed the man is completely beside the point. The point being, quite simply, Jesus healed a man who was suffering Jesus freed a man from what had taken hold of him. Jesus released a man from what held him captive. Jesus saved a man from a destructive spirit. In Mark, these opening verses read like a giant billboard announcing in bright lights the good news of Jesus Christ. 
God's only son, the beloved, has come to oppose every force, every unclean spirit, every possession, every little thing that takes hold of and comes between God and his children. I have to tell you, that first century news is every bit as good and true today as it was then. Jesus came to release you, to release you from what possesses you and from what has taken hold of in you and from what keeps you in bondage and from which you cannot free yourself. I don't know exactly what that might be for you, but one thing I do know is this. There are a whole lot of ways to be possessed. The list of what takes hold of and comes between us and God is long. I think of things like anger and jealousy, greed and prejudice, intolerance and racism, addictions and lust, pride and selfish ambition, so it is, just like the man with the unclean spirit, that we too stand in need of what only God can do, free us from all that holds us captive. In just a few moments, we will gather our offerings, and as they are brought forward, we will stand and sing together words that come from Psalm 51. As you reflect on what needs casting out of you this day, may these words become for you a prayer. I close with them. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen.